0: Panther fans, right now on the SiriusXM app, hear the most in-depth Carolina Panthers coverage anywhere with Believe in Carolina Panthers, part of the Believe podcast network on SiriusXM. Hear from me, Desmond Johnson, and my co-host, Skylar Callahan from Sports Illustrated, and Panther great Jonathan Stewart, as we break down the Panthers before and after every game through the NFL season. Your team, your podcast. Search B-L-E-A-V in Carolina Panthers on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you believe? So where exactly can you hear Tobacco Road Sports Radio? Oh, North Carolina, Curtisville, Salisbury, you know what I'm saying? Burlington, I, I, we, I didn't
1: bring a Raleigh with Thurum,
2: Greensboro,
0: Charlotte. For the best in live sports debate, live sporting events, and more, tune in to Tobacco Road Sports Radio. TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com
2: wow.
0: You are locked into Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Your home for Triad Sports.
2: And you know this, man!
0: This should be played at high volume. To Out of Pocket. Here's your host, Michael Davis.
3: Welcome to Out of Pocket with Michael Davis for the first time ever live on Tobacco Road Sports Radio, tobaccoroadsportsradio.com, WWBG 1470 AM. I guess we got ad facebook live as well i just saw we're streaming live you're seeing our beautiful faces i'm your host michael davis we got the producer desmond johnson working behind the scenes getting all the ins and outs ready and we have a huge panel a huge show in store for you this week you can engage and interact with us on facebook and on youtube your comments have potential to pop up on screen get your radio mention here and i'm going to introduce our panel so We got returner from last week. We got Aaron Schneider. Aaron, how are you doing?
4: I'm doing great, man. Super excited to be here.
3: Super excited to have you here, man. And we got one of his classmates from App State. We got Carson Williams. Carson, it's great to have you back on, man.
1: I'm glad to be here, man. I'm ready to get into this. Thank
2: you for having
3: me. Of course. And we have the first-time guest. He's also, as myself, a graduate from the Appalachian State University. This is a hashtag Roll Nears kind of segment right here. We got Harry McDaniel. Hunter, how are you doing on your first time here? What's up,
5: Mike? I'm doing good. I'm freshly back from Charlotte this morning. I was boots on the ground. got to see our uh, new QB1 touchdown in Charlotte, so
3: I'm excited. You got to be up and close and personal, and if you missed the NFL draft last night or if you've just been off social media for the longest time, then you probably missed – the Carolina Panthers, and in all the drama, and in all the rumors, Bryce Young is the franchise quarterback for the Carolina Panthers. So we're going to start off with Hunter because it's his first time on Out Pocket. Let's see if he has an Out Pocket take. You saw him up close and personal. You're probably taller than him. Uh, ha- what is your initial reaction to the Panthers taking Bryce Young?
5: I love it. Honestly, I was hesitant at first. Mike, I kind of fell into the chatter uh, with the rest of the crowd. Hey, he's too small. He can't make it in the NFL, you know, playing against these, you know, huge figures on defense that he's going to have to face on on Sundays. Um, But, you know, the more I watch Bryce's tape and seeing him in person and seeing him in interviews, he's such a poised individual. Um, he's got, he's just got this temperament that it's really hard to put into words. Um, but I think it's what you need in a franchise quarterback. I think, you know, there were, there were definitely some other flashy options last night. You know, you have, you have the stature of someone like Richardson or Levis that, uh, would be nice to have, but, you know, big guys get hurt too. And I, I think that, um, the immeasurables, um, the intangibles that, uh, that Bryce Young has at his disposal is really going to serve us well. And um, the more I read into Bryce, I'm, I'm very proud to have him as the face of our franchise for hopefully the, the foreseeable future.
3: And you mentioned, you know, statures like Will Levis, Anthony Richardson. Levis actually dropped. He's not first-round pick. No matter how much Vegas was trying to convince him, he was actually going number one. Uh, Aaron, you were on the show last week giving your final thoughts. You thought it was going to be C.J. Stroud to the Carolina Panthers. That was, that was your big out-pocket take. It was out-pocket, by the mm-hmm. way. Are you okay with them passing on C.J. Stroud? Because Stroud went to Houston.
4: Yeah, you know, I'm okay with it, like Hunter was saying. Bryce Young is just such a smart poised quarterback. He's got a great arm too. He's super creative in the pocket. Hard to take down. I hate to compare him to another like smaller quarterback, but a lot of like shades of Kyler Murray, and the way that he moves around. You know, Stroud was my guy from the minute Carolina traded up, but I'm not gonna be upset about them taking Bryce Young because he's still a phenomenal quarterback.
3: He has the potential to be just as good. You know, you look at Alabama quarterbacks. Mac Jones in recent years is probably like the least of there, but you've had Jalen Hurts as a Bama quarterback, even though he transferred to Oklahoma. You have Tua, and if he stays healthy, I really like Tua. Carson, you were on the show a couple weeks ago talking some – Duke basketball with the Devil's Den, Dustin Shoe, Dustin celebrate a birthday this week. Happy birthday, Dustin. Mm-hmm. Carson, I know you have some strong opinions about the quarterbacks who were taken at the top of the draft. You were tweeting about it. What, what do you think about the Panthers taking Bryce Young over C.J. Stroud? Uh,
1: yeah, Bryce Young was the right pick. There really was no wrong pick because those three at the top, uh, Stroud, Young, and Richardson, I think are all have huge potential. Um, I'm happy with the Bryce Young pick. I would have picked Anthony Richardson just because of that ceiling and just his frame, his arm strength, his running. I know he's got some accuracy issues, and he's not a great decision maker, uh, but I I think with time he's going to be just incredible. But, yeah, Bryce Young was the right pick. I mean, you can see him, just his field vision and his decision making, his pocket awareness. Uh, he He was the right pick. He was the
3: number one pick. And, you know, of course, with these drafts, you never know. There's never a surefire pick. Chase Young, I was talking to my dad earlier today. And I'm like, Chase Young was a can't-miss prospect, and now he's not getting his fifth-year option picked up by the Washington Commanders. He might be on the move. He might even be on the move this weekend, maybe in a trade package somewhere. But the Texans traded up, and they took C.J. Stroud, number two. But they traded with Arizona to move up to three and get – perhaps the best defensive player in this draft, Will Anderson. Uh, Hunter, I'm going to go back and start with you first because I'm waiting for this out-of-pocket take where I don't agree with it so I can call you out because none of my takes are out-of-pocket on out-of-pocket with Michael Davis. Uh, (laughs) Do you think Houston has set themselves up for success by taking Stroud and Anderson at two and three, or do you think these guys are going to falter because of a poorly run organization?
5: Um. I appreciate the aggressiveness. You know, that was that's the kind of fire that we didn't see from Carolina for far too long. You know, just the willingness to be able to to go up and do what it takes to to make waves. Um, but I don't know. We'll see what happens. I don't want to speak definitively one way or the other. I do think that Houston has historically been a kind of a dumpster fire, much like Carolina. I mean, I I cannot. I was telling you the other day. I, I think I can empathize with with Houston fans. Um, I think that they they kind of they get they get how we're feeling over here in Carolina. So I I wish them the best. Like I said, I appreciate the aggressiveness. Um, I I think on paper, you know, it looks like it's going to be great. You know, they got a major major piece on offense. Hopefully, their franchise quarterback uh, major piece on defense as well. But you know, culture is a big thing. We'll see what D'Amico can can instill in Houston and how quickly he can get there. I think um, I think he's got the makings of a great head coach, but you know, a culture as bad as what you had in Houston historically, that doesn't just change overnight. So, um, and I mean, you know, there's a there's a lot of unknown still. Um, with specifically, you know, let's say CJ Stroud, um, there's a lot. You know, we don't know about what he can do. He, he looks good on, on paper in a lot of ways. You know, he's got a good bill. He's got a good arm. He's, he's got a lot of good traits. But um, we'll see. We'll see, Mike. I don't know. Houston's a tough one to to take a stance on one way or the other just because they're, they're traditionally uh, – Carolina.
3: So. <laughs> <laughs> if, you, if you're not seeing some of the comments coming up on YouTube, Chase Parks mentioning uh, her first appearance on Out Pocket with Michael Davis. We're live on Facebook and YouTube. Mike Fanning, he uh, he was at the baseball game with Des and I earlier this week, and he said Mitch Trubisky had some great measurables too, and I called him as a bust. I've also called C.J. Stroud as a bust. Ben saying Keeney will be better than Will Levis. I'll Ooh. back you up on
5: the C.J. Stroud take, Mike. Thank you. I'll, I'll back you up on that. <laughs> okay, thing. Aaron. Aaron, said, you're
3: pretty uh, adamant about C.J. Stroud. Why? Like, do you think he'll actually succeed in Houston?
4: I mean, he, like Hunter said, Houston is just a dumpster fire of an organization historically. and But D'Amico Ryans, he seems like a great leader, you know, gutsy guy to, you know, move up to three and – get, you know, a potential defensive cornerstone for years to come could be an indication of a shift in culture. But, you know, like we talked about last week, QBs that go second overall, they're kind of cursed. You know, not, None of them really had success. RG3 was probably one of the better ones in recent years who showed a lot of promise and then he got injured and fell out of the league. But I'm keeping my fingers crossed for Stroud that Ryan's can change the Texans culture and you'll have a successful career.
3: If there's anybody, anybody, D'Amico has the passion to do it because, I mean, that's his team. You know, it's basically going back and coaching for your alma mater in college. Now, when you talk about bus, I can't help but say running backs usually going in the first round. Not that great. We had two go off the board last night. We expected Bijan Robinson to go to Atlanta at eight. And then we saw... Jameer Gibbs go really high to Detroit mid-round of last night's draft. And Carson, I don't know, man. I, I'm i questioning both their logics with this because Atlanta, they don't have any pieces right now. Kyle Pitts, he's been a bust so far. He hasn't been that great, hasn't lived up to his potential. There's not really a stable quarterback situation there. Uh, Federer should hire Carson Williams for draft advice. We're about to get his draft advice right now, Will. Uh, thanks for comment on YouTube live on Out Pocket. Uh, but with Gibbs, you know, Lions, they already had DeAndre Swift. I don't see any of these guys doing good with these running back picks. What do you think, Carson?
1: Uh, well, first, I love B. John Robinson. I have been high on him. Uh, he is – he's just a full package of running back. I mean, he's good receiving back. He's a good pass protector. He's got a good build, uh, run after contact. He's shifty, so I love that. Um, Jameer Gibbs, I don't think was a good pick at twelve. Running backs going in the first round is just not great draft capital, I don't think. But uh, I, I'm I really love Bijan Robinson. Uh, uh, Jameer Gibbs, he's fast. Uh, he's a good receiving back, but I, I just don't think that he should have went as high as he did. Especially not for the Lions. They didn't really need him.
3: And Trevor Everett from the Two Pointers podcast, he will be on later today in this hour, talk some NBA playoffs. He said Bijan John Roberts is literally a monster truck in cleats. And, and you know what? We, we said the same thing about Laren Fournette. He had an okay career, but he didn't change the game. And my my concern with these guys are they're going to either really bad organizations or they're going where you know DeJ- DeAndre Swift might still be the back there. It might turn into Jameer Gibbs' team, but these running backs, they're not going to matter in terms of like four or five years. They're not going to get a second contract, more than likely just because of the stature. But I tell you what, Philadelphia Eagles did something amazing last night, taking Mm -hmm. Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith from Georgia, that defensive line. I'm not an Eagles guy by any means, but – when you get two Georgia defensive men, defensive linemen on an already stacked front defense. It could be an issue. Hunter, do you think the Eagles won the draft last night?
5: I I think in a, in a way you could say they did. I know Chase is going to be happy to hear that, Chase. If you're out there listening, um, I think like I like I heard um, one of the announcers say last night, "The rich get richer." You know, it's it's uh, it's kind of. Kind of remarkable what happened last night and, and uh, who fell to them but i I think in a way they did I think um, I think the Eagles they finished the year out strong last year obviously wish they could have came away with a Super Bowl win but um I think I think next year they're, they're poised they're poised to do even greater things so
3: now I can say out of pocket because I really I, bias coming in I don't really want to hear that Aaron who do you <laughs> think won the draft in terms of last night?
4: Uh, it's got to be Philly by a mile, in my opinion. Jalen Carter, in my opinion, the best player in the draft, character concerns aside, absolute beast of a defensive tackle. And to have someone like Nolan Smith drop to you at 30, who to me was like he could have gone like towards the end of the top 10, I wouldn't have really batted an eye, honestly. And to have him at 30, absolute dream scenario for Philly.
3: Carson, are you going to tell them that Philly didn't win this draft, or are you going to just be a bandwagon and uh, go along with it?
1: I'm not going to tell them Philly didn't win the draft, because as a football fan, they did. But I will say uh, the Seahawks made some moves last night, I thought. I think they got the best cornerback in the draft, uh, and I think they got the best wide receiver in the draft. I think that they are really going to turn some heads if Geno Smith – keeps up his production. And I don't know that he will. I'm not super confident in that. But I think that the Seahawks and the Eagles are the clear one and two. Like, by a mile.
3: Okay. Now, now let me throw this out there to you guys, because it's so easy to look at a team who had multiple picks. You know, you have Houston getting two and three. You had the Eagles getting Jalen Carr, and then later in the draft getting Nolan Smith. But if you look at the teams who didn't have multiple picks – and didn't trade either forward or backward. I'm going to say the two teams that stood out to me were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, drafting Kalijah Cantsey in this draft. I don't know if he's the next Aaron Donald. I think that's a little school bias since he went to the same school as Aaron Donald. But also Baltimore getting Zay Flowers. They just re-signed Lamar Jackson that we'll get into after the break in, here in a few minutes, but given Lamar's speedy yard after catch weapon like Zay flowers, I'm just saying like those two teams really, really impressed me last night. Now we're going to have to get into a break here. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk about Lamar Jackson and his contract he is now the highest-paid player in the NFL. Aaron Rodgers traded to the Jets, and we are going to be talking about that right after the break. This panel's going to stay on.
0: Franchise players. Welcome back. Sports Channel 8's Ben
6: Swain.
4: How you doing, man? I love that you guys are doing what you're doing. I love that we're doing what we are doing because the local sports fan is really underserved
0: in uh, in, in sports radio here in in North Carolina. Being able to, Monday morning after the New Carolina game, being able to listen to local guys talk about the local game. Franchise players every Friday afternoon at 5 p.m. on TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com and at 6 p.m. on WCOG, 1320 a.m. and WTOB, 988.
2: Looking to tailgate this summer? Stop by One Stop on the way. One Stop number six, located just one mile west of East Forsyth at 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. One Stop serves fresh fried chicken and our famous taters seven days a week from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Feeding a crowd, get 16 pieces of chicken and sides for just $27.99. Craving wings? Come try our new spicy breaded wings. Get a five-wing meal with six taters and a roll for just seven thirty-nine. Now in regular hot ranch or spicy. One stop number six, 2748 West Mountain Street in Printersville. Pardon me, B Dot here, and as the voice of the
0: Greensboro Swarm, PA for the Hornets and the sixth man of Carolina basketball, I do it all. Just like Beamer Tire and Auto. Alignments, new tires, NC State inspections, oil changes, they do it all. And with three locations in High Point, Greensboro, and Kernersville, BDOT and BTAR, yes, we do it all. If you need details, visit BeamerTire.com. Are you looking for the next best soul food spot to please your palate? What if I told you there's one right under your nose? Welcome to Taste of the Triad, located in the old Dull Brothers Cafeteria, location at 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Authentic Southern comfort food in a family atmosphere. A Taste of the Triad, you can have Sunday dinner anytime. Mmm, baked chicken, fried chicken to order the best meatloaf in the Triad, ribs, baked mac and cheese, and more. Check out Sunday Smackdown with beef and pork ribs, smoked turkey legs, collard greens, yams, and much more. Are y'all hungry yet? Did I even mention the live music on Sundays? Comfort soul food in the heart of the Triad. Taste of the Triad, 4320 Old Walkertown Road in Winston-Salem. Check out the menu at tasteofthetriad.com.
2: Find your next car at Auto Store of North Carolina in Walkertown. Their goal is to make car shopping and car buying experience fast, friendly, and easy. they have helped hundreds of customers get behind the wheel of a newer, reliable, quality used car, and they could help you, too. Stop by and speak with one of their sales professionals today and drive away with your new car. The Auto Store of North Carolina, 4964 Readsville Road in Walkertown. Give them a call at 336-595-8550 and view the current inventory of vehicles At AutoStoreOfNC.com.
0: This is Lamella Ball, and you're listening to Tobacco Road Sports Radio on WWBG 1470 AM, your home for Hornets basketball in the Triad.
3: Welcome back to Out Pocket with Michael Davis on Tobacco Road Sports Radio, TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com, WWBG 1470 AM. And for the first time live on YouTube and Facebook, Friday afternoon, 4 p.m., we had the NFL draft last night. We have more of the NFL draft tonight and this weekend. And we got our panel back. We got Harry McDaniel for his first time on Out Pocket with Michael Davis. We got Aaron Schneider back after last week and then Carson Williams, he was on the devil's den uh, segment with Dustin Shu a couple weeks ago. He's back talking some NFL football and this is really the NFL football weekend. So I've had a lot of people be like, Hey, let's go to a music festival here in town. And I'm like, you guys realize it is NFL draft weekend. Now we've had a lot of comments pop up on our Facebook and our YouTube stream. Eba saying, "I think Carson had a really good point on the running back situation. Carson, don't let your ego get too inflated with that." Okay, we need to stop with these Carson comments. <laughs> Woohoo, Carson! Uh, Carson, you're a popular guy. Uh, your second <laughs> appearance on Al Paco Michael Davis. How are you feeling after these uh, hype comments? Uh,
1: I'm getting, I'm getting a big head right now. I gotta, I gotta keep it easy. I gotta take it easy. <laughs>
3: God, take it easy. Come on, guys. I haven't heard one thing about Michael Davis yet. Come on, man. Uh, but no, we, we've heard a lot of rumors, and we've heard a lot of talk about uh, the quarterback situation, whether it's the Panthers. Uh, Mike, I don't know if I agree with the USFL comment about, you know, draft me in two rounds, everyone else USFL. Nobody shows up to the USFL games. If you said the XFL, maybe, maybe, but nobody cares about USFL. But quarterbacks, Aaron Rodgers, he finally got traded to the New York Jets. The Jets don't have to worry about trying to take a chance on a Mark Sanchez or a Zach Wilson or whoever they drafted in between those guys. Uh, the Jets think they have their quarterback, Aaron Rodgers, of course, up there in age, and he's he's a Jet now. And in that division where you have the Patriots who are kind of the worst team in that division now – you have the Buffalo Bills who are always a regular season juggernaut. You have the Miami Dolphins who have shown promise if Tua can stay healthy. I, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets didn't surprise me. We saw this coming, but it was a very interesting trade and deal. Hunter, who do you think won this deal? Do you think the Packers or the Jets?
5: I think it's pretty even, to be honest with you. I think you know, you're know you going to hear both fan bases say that they won, and that's fine. Um I I don't know. I think, I think the Jets kind of did what they had to do. I mean, Zach Wilson is a, he's a dead end for, for now. Um, Who knows what his future will look like, but he has lost favor with his own team and the fan base. And uh, he's not going to be providing them any answers anytime soon. Um, I think, I think the Jets saw their window and uh, I commend them for doing what had to be done. Um, You know, I think, I think all things considered, I think, Green Bay got a fairly decent haul for Aaron Rodgers. I mean, if you're a Packers fan, then um, I don't know. I mean, I know for me, if I had a franchise quarterback that was that beloved by the city and, um, you know, had been entrenched uh, in Green Bay, Wisconsin for that long, um, it'd be tough to let him go. I mean, it it would probably seem like nothing, no amount of picks, you know, no amount of draft capital. Nothing could make it could make it okay, um, but you know I I think they did what they had to do. It's Jordan Love time. Um, we'll uh, we'll see what comes next. I mean they they got to bring him out sometime. You know he's been sitting for a while now. So um, you've got an asset like that just sitting on the bench. I I'm excited to see what he can do in the league for sure.
3: Now the question I asked Hunter McDaniel was. If you're on our pocket, Michael Davis, live Facebook, YouTube, WWBG, 1470 AM. Uh, Was the Jets or the Packers who won the trade? Uh, My father, Mac Davis, what's up, Billy? Uh, His his name's Mac, but there's an inside joke there for anyone realizing. He said Dallas Cowboys won the trade because Rodgers is now in the AFC. AFC is stacked on quarterbacks now. That is... Like we have Mahomes, we have Allen, we have Burrow, we have Herbert, we have Rodgers now. I feel like I'm forgetting like three or four just because of how deep that Russell Wilson, if Sean Payton can turn the thing around, like that, that's a lot of quarterbacks in the AFC. Aaron, how do you feel that the Jets pan out in terms of the AFC and how stacked that conference is?
4: No, I don't, I don't expect them to do anything crazy with Rodgers. I, think it's evident that he's starting to decline. I mean, this past season, he put up some like career low numbers, the third worst passing yards of his career, the worst pass rating of his career, and the second worst passing yards per attempt of his career. So it's clearly an older quarterback who's on the decline. And yeah, he has some solid weapons with him in New York, but I don't think he's going to do much of anything with the Jets.
3: Wow. That might be out of pocket right there. That might be Aaron's first out of pocket. No, his first was thinking the Panthers were taking CJ Stroud last week. Come on, man. You can't come on out of pocket and say, yeah, let's take Stroud. And then, you know, come on the next week after that didn't happen. And, you know, you got to take it on the gym, man. I'm sorry.
4: You know, I'm just being honest, man.
3: (laughs) Hey, you know, that's good. Honest Sports Talk Radio. That's what we do at Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Now, Carson... I just saw a comment pop up on the YouTube that the Packer fans are happy. You yourself are a Green Bay Packers fan, as was Brett Wiseman who did the score last year. And it's almost 11 months to the day where I guest hosted the score for Brett Wiseman. And, you know, that's how I got my start on tobacco Road sports radio and Des took a shot and saying, Hey, let's do, let's do a sports radio show Fridays at four. And We haven't looked back, and this is our first live episode. So shout out to Brett Wiseman for everything he's done for me, a fellow App State grad from the broadcasting department. But Carson, you're a Packers fan. Your initial reaction to Rodgers leaving to your team, and do you think that Jordan Love is the guy now?
1: Uh, Yeah, I love Jordan Love. Um, I was excited for him as soon as he got drafted. Uh, I was upset when he got drafted because we had Aaron Rodgers. Uh, So I don't know why we didn't you know, take a – wide receiver or just something to help him out. Uh, But, no, I was excited when we got Jordan Love, and I think he's going to be the guy in Green Bay. Um, He's had years to sit behind Rodgers now. Uh, I don't think he's going to be an Aaron Rodgers caliber player. Uh, Speaking of, Aaron Rodgers, we have to remember him going to the Jets. He had a down year last year, but he was a two-time MVP the two years before that. So, like, he's still Aaron Rodgers. He's still, in my opinion, the most talented quarterback of all time. Uh, so we just got to remember that. But yeah, no, I'm excited about I'm excited about Jordan Love. Uh, hopefully, we can get some more weapons around him. Um, I liked our draft pick last night, uh, but I, I am sad to see Aaron go. It's a it's the end of an era, but it's on on next day, new day.
3: Carson, as much love as you're getting on our YouTube comment section right now uh, as we broadcast live, that was out of pocket. And I'm sure Taylor would agree with me, even though she just said, go Carson. That was out of pocket saying Aaron Rodgers is the most talented quarterback ever. But I will, I will give you credit. You know, you've seen two Packers quarterbacks, two of your best quarterbacks leave to go wear another green with yeah. the New York Jets. And while Brett Favre didn't do much there, I feel like Aaron Rodgers has the pieces around him. He has Brees Hall. He has Garrett Wilson. That defense is getting better. I feel mm-hmm. like the Jets could end up doing something there. Uh, and, and it could work. It could work. And what hasn't worked so far is Lamar Jackson with the Baltimore Ravens. If we can go ahead and you know bring that up. Lamar is now the highest paid player in NFL history uh he, he's getting a lot of money and this is right after Jalen Hurts got his deal so Lamar everybody was like did should he have gotten it a while ago I mean this isn't all guaranteed money but Lamar's going to return to the Baltimore Ravens I never said by the way I just want to clear the air I never said that Lamar Jackson was going to be a Chicago bear. I just want to put that out there on a recording that I never said that. If you see any of the old out of pocket episodes on the tobacco road sports radio, YouTube channel, and you hear that come out, that, that was like my twin. You know, he's kind of ugly. He's all the way in the back, but I've never said Lamar was a Chicago bear. Lamar resigned with the Ravens. He's going to be a Raven team. Went and got Zay flowers, uh, Hunter, we're, we're going to start with you just because you're uh, you're on the screen first right next to me. Was the Ravens wise in re-sign Lamar for this amount of money?
5: Uh, I think so. I think with the way that the quarterback market is trending, uh, I don't think they really had too many options if they wanted to keep Lamar there. Um, obviously, I am sure that they were happy that, that Jalen's deal happened just to kind of lay the groundwork for, uh, for what they were going to need to con- or how they were going to need to compensate um, Lamar. But, yeah, I think, I think it was overdue. I wish it could have gotten, gotten done a long time ago. It really wasn't a great look to the outside world that, that they couldn't, couldn't find some common ground. Um, I don't think Lamar did himself a ton of favors by not going out and getting an agent, I I get the, I get the sentiment. I get the idea of of him using his mom as an agent. I, I think that's admirable. You know, I think it would have been easy to fall in, um, fall in line with all the other athletes out there that do use agents, but you know, I, I admire him for, uh, for taking a stand and, and, uh, trusting, putting his trust for, for his football future in the hands of, of the woman who obviously made him, uh, the man that he is today. And I think Lamar is a good person. I think he's a, he's got a good head on his shoulders and um, you know, he doesn't, doesn't cause any PR concerns for Baltimore outside of football. I I think he's somebody that you want to lead in your franchise. So yeah, I think, I think it was inevitable if they, if they want to keep him there. Great. If they didn't, then, then they would have moved on, but obviously they wanted to keep him keep him in Baltimore. So I think it was that, I think it was the right move. I'm happy they did it Overdue.
3: Now, it's interesting, you know, Lamar got help from his mother with this contract. And I was just watching air the new Nike Michael Jordan movie uh, last week, two weeks ago, whenever it was. It's been a, it's been a crazy couple of weeks. And it was so cool watching his mom, like believe in Michael Jordan. And I don't want to give this movie away, but this happened in real life. So this is basically a sports fact and how much like she believed in her own son. And it was Michael Jordan. And he changed the game with the Nike deal, everything. And Lamar's mama thinks he can change the game for the NFL. Almost got an almost fully guaranteed contract. That didn't happen. That didn't pan out. Aaron, you know, we asked you about how the Jets fared in the AFC. How do the Ravens fare in the AFC now? Because it's this is this is a tough conference. You
4: yeah, know, I mean they absolutely made the right move. You gotta pay your guy in such a loaded conference you can't not Resign your star quarterback, and then have to start from square one again when you're in such a tough conference. Like there's their that was their only chance at competing in a very very tough division, tough conference.
3: And and Mac brought up a good point. You know Lamar's contract made the most talented quarterback Mahomes smile. Okay, a hey, Carson. You know there there's your most talented quarterback. <laughs> not Aaron Rodgers. Right now, you know, just, right
1: now he is, but but career-wise it's Aaron Rodgers.
3: Well, just wait for Patrick Mah- You can't like put mm. talent on a career pedestal. Like yeah. you don't you don't get talent as you go on. It's just like naturally born. It's skill sometimes you have to work at. There Patrick Mahomes is probably the most talented quarterback I've seen it, at least. Rodgers is good. He can put the ball anywhere, but Way Mahomes is agile, mobile. That's it's, topic for another time yeah but Lamar Jackson you know his contract's pretty hefty you know Patrick Mahomes his contracts not that much do you think Baltimore is in position Carson to put pieces around Lamar to be successful
1: uh yeah well they better because in the AFC right now the the Ravens aren't doing anything uh I mean they're gonna be they're gonna be good they're gonna hold their own but like it's not gonna amount to anything not with not with the way the AFC is uh, I saw a thing apparently Antonio Brown posted a thing about him going to the Ravens, but it has to be confirmed with the Ravens. So I don't know if I can put any weight in that. Um, but yeah, I think they, they had a good draft last night. Uh, they got a great wide receiver uh, and he's really going to help take some pressure off Lamar, which he desperately needs. Uh, but I, I still just, I think they're going to have to put some more around him or they're just not going to do anything really. In, uh in, in the AFC.
3: I just saw Carson's head just grow three sizes <laughs> a day on screen uh, on our pocket. We're live on Facebook. We're live on YouTube. We're live on WWBG 1470 AM as part of the triad area. Uh, there's a lot of quarterbacks that you know are still on the board. Will Levis is still on the board tonight as teams select in the NFL draft. Hendon Hooker is still on the board. Uh, he's nursing an ACL injury. There's guys who could be, Potentially trade this weekend: Derrick Henry, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Hopkins. There could be a lot that could happen this weekend in the NFL Draft. We could see a lot more trades, more resignings, all of that stuff too. We're also live on Twitter. If you are watching on Twitter, and we gotta get, we gotta get into a break. Hunter, thank you so much for hopping on. Aaron, thank you so much for hopping on. If you loved having them on, show them some love in the YouTube, Facebook comment section, share this on your pages. Uh, I'm sure we're going to have both of you back on the show pretty, pretty soon. Carson, you're going to stick with me for the rest of the show, because when we come back after the break, we are going to welcome in Trevor Everett from the two pointers podcast to discuss if Jimmy Butler is the best postseason basketball player, not only right now, but of all time. Next on Out Pocket with Michael Davis, Tobacco Road Sports Radio, TobaccoRoadSportsRadio.com, and WWBG 1470 AM, TGI Friday Live.
0: Here at Tobacco Road Sports Radio, we ask the tough questions.
6: Hey, you got any left-handed footballs?
0: We're never afraid to tell you how we feel.
6: Oh, we look like the
0: damn bad news pairs. We'll debate sports. We'll debate anything. Man, you lying.
1: You ain't never met Martin Luther King. Knocked the win out of me. Yes, he did. No, he didn't. Yes, he did. No, he
0: did not. No matter what, Tobacco Road Sports Radio has you covered.
4: I'm going to come right back at him. soldiers soldier.
0: You're listening to Tobacco Road Sports Radio. Blue Naples Pizzeria in Kernersville is now hiring. Come work for one of the best Italian restaurants in the Triad. Currently hiring dishwashers, cooks, front cashiers, and more. Great hours, great pay. Give them a call at 336-993-7707 or stop by and inquire at 1519 Union Cross Road in Kernersville. Start working this week. Blue Naples Pizza.
2: Looking to tailgate this summer? Stop by One Stop on the way. One Stop number six, located just one mile west of East Versailles at 2748 West Mountain Street in Kernersville. One Stop serves fresh fried chicken and our famous taters seven days a week from 6 a.m. to 10 p.m. Feeding a crowd? Get 16 pieces of chicken and sides for just $27.99. Craving wings? Come try our new spicy breaded wings. Get a five wing meal with six taters and a roll for just $7.39. Now in regular hot ranch or spicy. One stop number 62748 West Mountain Street in Prentersville.
0: Walkertown Auto Sales. Look no further when shopping for your next vehicle. Located in the heart of the Triad at 3076 Walkertown View Drive in Walkertown, Walkertown Auto Sales specializes in affordable and reliable used cars, trucks, and SUVs. They offer financing with good credit, bad credit, or no credit, with interest rates as low as 3.9%. With knowledgeable employees that are always willing to go the extra mile, you'll drive away with the car of your dreams at Walkertown Auto Sales. Check out the entire online inventory now at Walkertown Auto Sales dot com. Hey, y'all, Tiny's Mobile Auto. Is your car broke down? Are you stuck somewhere? Do you need a mechanic? You don't want to call a tow truck? Call Tiny's
5: Mobile Auto. He'll come out to you, do your work, whatever you need done, your regular maintenance, or if you broke down on the side of the road, give him a call.
0: All you have to do is
5: pick up the phone and call 336-423-6241. You don't even have to see me. Just let me know what's wrong with your car, and I will come and fix it, y'all. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, TikTok. I'm on the quitters guys
0: need 336-423-6241. As always, I'll be seeing you. You deserve to get good service and great rates. At State Farm, we get it. And we're here to help because with every State Farm policy, you get good neighbor service and you get surprisingly great rates. So what are you waiting for? Get going and talk to a local State Farm agent about your surprisingly great rates today. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Individual premiums will vary by customer, all applicants subject to state farm underwriting requirements. When you want the real deal, call state farm agent Susanna Nunn in Kernersville today. Are you concerned that if you passed away today that your family will be left in a financial bond? Are you concerned that your nest egg is quickly eroding in the stock market? Do you want life insurance but confused about how to get it and if you would qualify? That's where I come in. My name is Terry Edwards with Secure Financial Partners, and I've been helping families over the last 20 years ensure the things that matter most, your life, your health, and your wealth. Give me a call today, Terry Edwards, 336-416-8327. Again, that's 336-416-8327. 327, your legacy is worth the call. This is PJ Washington, and you're listening to Tobacco Road Sports Radio on WWBG,
2: 1470 AM, your home of the Hornets basketball and the triad.
3: Welcome back to Al pocket and Michael Davis on Tobacco Road Sports Radio, tobaccoroadsportsradio.com and WWBG 1470 AM as part of your TGI Friday lineup. We're also live for the very first time on Facebook and on YouTube. And we took away their uh, names real quick because they don't need any introduction. Carson Williams is on the show the entire hour. You guys asked for it. You get more Carson and more Carson's what you get. He's been beloved and he's blowing up the YouTube comment section. We got the producer, Desmond Johnson in for this one. He's, he said, let me hop on on this one. Uh, and then- having too
0: much fun. Yeah, I had to come hop in here. I saw a party going on down the hallway. I was like, yo, what's going on over there? So I had to. Come in and see what was happening. Y'all are doing a great job, by the way.
3: I uh, really appreciate it. This is this has been a lot of fun. This is one of the most fun episodes I've ever had, and we're welcoming back. He was on the show two weeks ago for the most viewed Out Pocket episode ever, and now we're probably going to break that again. From, I'd say,
0: yeah, I'd say so. <laughs> Just yeah, right we'd right say, so? I'd say so. That is that's awesome. a pretty good bet, probably. Yeah.
3: <laughs> um, De- Dez has all the numbers going on right now. Hey, thank you guys so much for. Tuning in and subscribing. Hey, if you love all this content, subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio's YouTube channel. Uh, keep commenting on YouTube. Yeah, Carson, keep commenting on Facebook. Keep sharing with everybody. This is this is crazy. I'm not, my my phone's blowing up. I had to turn on Do Not Disturb. So if you want to reach me, just just pop in on the YouTube comments. But he was on the show a couple of weeks ago. He's from the Two Pointers podcast, Trevor Everett. Trevor, it's great to have you back on the show today.
6: It's glad to be back. Uh, if I get as many comments as Carson does, I'll feel like I had a great day today. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought about to get a show. I, I thought, <laughs> a, to talk I thought so about anyway. I thought about what I was going to say, and I was like, it. It kind of feels like first of all, thank you, Michael, for the for the reinvite. It almost feels like I'm not dating anymore. But it it almost feels like when you get a second date, you're kind of like, oh, that's kind of dope. So it's, it's kind of like my second date with Tobacco Sports Radio. So I'm excited to be here and talk uh, NBA playoffs with you guys.
3: You guys have second dates. <laughs> I'm married.
0: This is one, one. I'm married too. Like,
4: it's just one, so long I, date.
3: yeah, one long date. I love that. Hey, hey. Well, I'll, I'll uh, come to you guys for pointers backstage, but we gotta talk about the guy that Trevor wrote behind him. And Trevor, you are welcome on any time when you have that written. If you are watching on YouTube or Facebook Live right now, you can comment and have your comment pop on the show. But it says Hemi Butler, and last week. On the show, we had Isaac Black on the show. And Isaac, I FaceTimed him immediately after the Milwaukee Bucks were eliminated in five. And even as a Miami Heat fan, I did not see that coming. Jimmy Butler playoffs on so many great championship teams. Well, <laughs> that's the only thing missing right now. And it's not his fault, okay? So, Trevor, I'm going to start with you because he is him. He is Jimmy Butler. And what was your initial reaction to Jimmy Butler's amazing performance? He has the fourth most playoff points in a single game in NBA history. And first, it's Michael Jordan. I mean, of course, you know, they're probably related somewhere, somehow. There's a conspiracy theory going on right now. And then he pretty much, Bam bio fouls out. Kevin Love fouls out. Tyler Hero out with injury. Victor Oladipo out with injury. And he hits a miraculous shot the buzzer, send the game into overtime and leads his team to victory. Eliminate the one seed after they were counted out. Trevor, just break all that down for us because it is a lot.
6: Yeah. To say I was surprised actually might be a lie because at this point, it's what I've come to expect from Jimmy Butler. Um, I also appreciate the reinvite cause I didn't pick them anyway, last time I was here. So I don't know. I apologize for that. It did obviously worked out in my favor. I guess you would call that out of pocket, but, um, I think at this point, that's what we've come to expect from Jimmy Butler. And as a guy who for the longest time had my doubts and had my questions about some of the playoff performance and inconsistencies and even some of the locker room stuff going back to Minnesota and how like he had to change and shape the culture, um, which is why he was moved and, and obviously is a better fit in Miami. Um, I'm just more impressed than anything because that roster. I mean, to have six undrafted players, and there's no disrespect to undrafted players out there. Let me be completely clear. I'm ranking guys all the way out into the 150, so that obviously none of those guys are getting drafted. But it's to to have that caliber of team go up against. You know, I would say that the Bucks have one of the better big threes in the NBA. We know that. We've seen what they've done in 21. Obviously, winning a title with that three for them to be that impressive regardless of injuries on the Bucs side, for them to just be able to go in and him be able to lead them to that victory is just astonishing.
3: He's a leader. He might be the best postseason player, not only in the NBA right now, but all time. Just saying, just saying, I don't think that's out of pocket. None of my takes are out of pocket. Carson, what were your thoughts? Because we've been texting back and forth after this series.
1: Yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler, man, is just incredible to watch. I mean, I thought that the Bucks had the best like defensive core in the entire league and and in playoff where the game slows down and it becomes a half-court offense. Like that is just, like that half-court defense, I was like, there's nobody that can beat them. I thought that they were going to win the chip. Uh, and then Jimmy Butler with, with six undrafted players, like like he said, and, and Tyler Hero goes down and then Victor Oladipo goes down and you've got Bam fouling out. I don't know how you just single-handedly take over a game it's stuff that you don't see from anybody other like it's been since 2018 when lebron just destroyed the raptors where you you don't see people just take over like that anymore and jimmy butler is, just has that ability it's it's uncanny it is he he might he might be the greatest postseason player of all time i don't Thank think so. No, he's not i don't whoa, think he is,
3: but he's whoa. in the conversation <laughs> hold on he's got to be in the conversation Yes, you've seen a lot more basketball than me just because of, oh. you got a couple more years on me. <laughs> I just remember
0: the show I'm on. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't know about I don't know best postseason player of all time. That's kind of that's uh, that's a little out of pocket. Uh, <laughs> okay, and,
3: and in Carson's defense, here here's where I'm going with that. Okay. If you look at his bubble finals against the Lakers, they obviously lost that. Okay. I'm I'm gonna go up and say it, Trevor. Congratulations on winning COVID title. Okay but Jimmy Butler was exhausted from Mm -hmm. that. It was not because of the team that they lost. Okay. Nobody gave them a shot this go round and Jimmy Butler was unguardable, unstoppable against a team that was healthy with Giannis. Giannis missed a couple games, but.
0: That's the, that's the thing for me in that series, everyone's focusing on Miami and Jimmy Butler. We need to be talking about the collapse of the Milwaukee Bucks. I think Mm -hmm. we've given them a pass. Uh, it was cute and all. Giannis's, uh retort to the reporter the other day when he asked if this was a failure or not, and Giannis went on this whole thing about it's not a failure, life's bigger than that, blah, 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 blah. You were the number one seed with the best record in the NBA. You just lost the eighth seed in a week East Conference, four to one <laughs> in the opening round. That is failure. You failed. You were supposed to at least get to the NBA Finals based off your season. Giannis hurt his back, but then he came back and... Drop thirty plus points and whatever like the first game back in. So I don't, eh, I don't, this, I don't buy the whole it's not a failure thing. This whole participation trophy world we live in, where it's okay to, to to lose and not acknowledge what it is. You lost. It's a failure. You were supposed to win and you didn't. And matter of fact, it looked really bad the last two games. Where, uh, what's the coach for the Bucks? Bootenhauser?
3: Mike yeah. Boonhauser
0: he just stood there. He didn't change anything like he changed nothing about what they were doing.
3: <laughs> so I do want to bring this up because I was thinking you lose to an eight seed and you had so much talent with the Bucks. Giannis, who knows how long he stays in Milwaukee. There's rumors he may not be in Milwaukee too much longer. Uh, Des, I can start with you. Is Boonhauser getting the boot?
0: I think so. He should. I mean, he's been coach of the year before, but that shouldn't matter. Toronto's fired two coaches of the year, you know, like in the past, like three, four years. (laughs) So I don't think that really matters at all anymore. Uh, The the players have control in the NBA. They just signed Giannis to a super max deal, like 240 million or whatever it was. So I don't think he's going anywhere unless the coaches stand. But after watching that, I would I would be firing him now. (laughs) <laughs> like yesterday like dude you got to go because this this is the second year in a row where they've come up short and you should be in Giannis's peak like right now you already won one ring you're farting around and messing up the rest of the peak years so get rid of him i don't know who you would bring in but there's got to be somebody that recognizes when jimmy butler's going off for 50 points on you that you got to do something stand in front of him put a guard on something <laughs> and he just stood there and did
3: nothing for two straight games Trevor you you also comment on our YouTube 17 titles with a smiley face. Uh do do you think the Bucks should have won a title this year?
6: Should have? Is I I mean, do I think they should have won this series? Yeah, probably. They were the more talented team across the board, but they clearly did not have the best opportunity regardless of injuries and whatnot. Right. I, I think Des spoke really well to the, some of the changes and adjustments or the lack thereof in boots, uh, boot case. I can't defend a coach who has the second place voting in, uh, in defensive player of the year and Brooke Lopez sitting on the bench. And Grayson Allen is the guy with the ball, not in the game. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't want to beat a dead horse there. Cause we're going to end up being over our time here. But at the end of the day, I don't care if a coach is one coach of the year, I don't care how good they might be, I don't care how good their system is. I'm a coaching tree guy. I don't care how good his coaching tree is, it's really good. Go look it up. Holzer's is. But it I can't I can't excuse that. And you have this window like Des said, and I cannot sit here and think that like regardless of whether they signed him to that Max deal, I do think Giannis will play there for a lot longer. Um, but you gotta get rid of Holzer. I think there's too much talent in the coaching range right now, um, as we saw from, you know, um with Monty Williams, uh, Willie Green. A lot of those guys, like they're sitting there, they're waiting. Darvin Ham's another one. Just a lot of these excellent, excellent coaches that are young and and ready to just be out there, and I think he needs to go.
3: He could be going, and you know who could be going to the Eastern Conference Finals is the Miami Heat because of all this. Carson, I don't know how you pick your teams, man, because you're a (laughs) Packers fan and you're a Cavaliers fan. I don't know how... You ended up with, with that. We'll, we'll get into that sometime later. I'll, I'll text you or tweet at you. We were going back and forth last night with the NFL yeah. draft. Also, got some news to share right before we get out of the air, so stay tuned. But I'm going to ask Carson, your Cavaliers lost this Knicks team. Looking at the Heat series, looking at the Knicks series, how do you see this thing going?
1: Yeah, well – uh I think the Heat are gonna be are gonna win, uh, and I'm not just saying that because I don't want the Knicks to to win because I don't. But I do think the Heat's gonna win. I think the reason the Cavaliers collapse is because they're young, they don't they're not very physical. They uh, like Darius Garland is more shifty, and and Donovan Mitchell doesn't really like to get into players like like Jalen Brunson, and and I, I think Jimmy Butler is uh, the perfect combatant. I mean, he's not gonna be afraid of. Madison Square Garden, which was another big thing for Cleveland. Those young guys, you put those young guys in Madison Square Garden. That is loud. That is scary. But but Jimmy Butler doesn't care about that. I mean, did you see him? It, it showed the video of him just sit, sitting in the back drinking his water bottle after after the win. I mean, that's Kobe Bryant. That is that's Michael Jordan. You don't see that anymore. And everybody wants to be Kobe. Everybody wants to be Kobe. But Jimmy Butler's the only guy. So yeah, no, I don't think that these, I don't think that these Knicks are going to be able to stop him. If you can torch the Bucks like that, then there's no way that that
3: the Knicks stop him. I don't see it. Now you've heard of Mamba mentality. This is Jimmy <laughs> Juju going on right here. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> uh, Tre- Trevor, you- you've seen it before. Do you think Jimmy Butler has the actual, you know, Jimmy Juju, if you will? to get his team to the Eastern Conference Finals against either the 76ers or the Celtics?
6: Yeah, I like how you spun that question. Yeah, I uh, no, I do think the Knicks are going to win this uh, series. Unfortunately, the the part that's killing me is the thing that's always killed me about the Knicks and even going back to the Tom Thibodeau teams in, in Chicago. But I, it's going very hard far fetched to think Spolster is always going to win every coaching battle. He's ever going to be in. He's one of the best coaches in the NBA. One of the best minds in the NBA, and that's going to be the difference maker for me. Where if New York can get the way they got out of Spelster where they were able to, or excuse me, out of Thibodeau, and they were able to use him effectively, and understand that Randall is not in this series very well. Obviously, he still might be hobbled a little bit, but if he can be really, really smart like he's done lately. I think that they have the mo- most talent. I do think that's going to matter eventually, and I do think that those guys, like you're going to get the best out of Jalen Brunson. You're gonna, he's going to be better. If you just look at matchups across the board, they've just got too many things that are better than the Heat right now other than the Jimmy Butler effect, and I do think they can be physical with him. I think Mitchell Robinson you know, attacks the rim as a defender very well when guys come at him, so I do think that they have the positional strength to be able to beat Jimmy Butler in that position. Obviously, I don't think you're going to stop him, but I think that they will eventually. I think it probably goes six or six Seven, unfortunately but i do think the next one wow
3: trevor i don't know you might not be welcome back i didn't again. think so <laughs> <laughs> carson anytime Over for two
6: over two i'm oh. picking them and here we go so.
3: hey hey honestly if you can keep that luck going i just want you yeah. to pick against them every time everyone and fade me much like you trevor dez is a lakers fan lakers actually have a game tonight against the grizzlies might close it out tonight dez do you think that happens i hold on my chihuahua's going crazy
6: Stop it, Trevor. Um, you want to hop in? <laughs> no, nah, he got it. He's got it. Uh, He's
0: got it. I, I'm actually expecting the Lakers to close out tonight. I felt like LeBron kind of took it easy the last game on purpose uh, to save it for home on Friday night. Um, Memphis has zero business losing the series, but they're gonna. Uh, they just they're too young. They were so focused on talking smack at the beginning of this series, and it got thrown back in their faces. And now it's like they don't know what to do with it. Like uh, Dylan Brooks is a complete shell of what he normally is because of. Uh game was game two when uh LeBron just kind of <laughs> just came out, angry LeBron, and like kind of put him in his place a bit. He isn't talking smack anymore. He isn't yeah. drawing with people, he ain't drawing with the refs, he can't shoot. Like they've gotten in his head by almost ignoring him. That's really what they're doing. Like they're leaving him alone, like 10 feet out at the three point line, daring him to shoot it. It's like they're playing as if he's not there. And I think it's almost it. Sh- he should treat it as an insult, but instead he's treating it like it's really affecting him. Ja can't beat this Laker team by himself, especially in Staples. Well, crypto. It's Staples. Uh, I'm with yeah, you. it's Staples. <laughs> Thank you. It's yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I expect the Lakers to win this in six tonight. Um, I expect uh, Golden State to to win tonight too. So, uh, <sighs> always hurt. trust the vets.
3: Trevor, we got about thirty seconds. You know, you got your Lakers tonight.
6: Of course, I just think I'll quote the famous Doc Rivers quote earlier this playoffs that they shouldn't have played with their meat in Game Five. I mean, they're they shouldn't have played with their you know food, whatever he said. Um, but it's I don't they should have won the game in Memphis, and I think that LeBron taking it easy is something that is I think is a good thing. But when you try to be in this imbalance of where you're playing on the road on, at home and trying to be that team that can just turn on and flip a switch, when you have a guy like Anthony Davis who's very historically inconsistent and obviously deals with injuries they can't be this flip a switch team they've got to be ready to come out and, and obviously tonight in staples or crypto <laughs> Arena, uh staples. they're gonna have to they're gonna have to be able to get it done and i do think they will and i'm obviously not projecting too far fingers crossed it's the kings because i'm rooting for the kings as a just as a fun thing light in the beam but at the end of the day i just it's the experience on both ends is going to end up being a difference maker in both those series
3: now will just popped up on youtube this panel is unmatched i am Almost confident everybody who is on this panel will be back on our Pocket. before. I hope we get to do a lot more of these live errands. Uh, thank you guys so much. Now, producer Desmond Johnson has a Believe in Panthers podcast that you can check out. His co-host, former Panthers running back, the all-time lean rusher, Jonathan Stewart, he'll be at the draft, right? He'll be uh, announcing the Panthers pick tonight.
0: Uh, unless we trade it, uh, don't, uh, Scott Fitter, we call him Fitty uh, for short. Like if he, if Fitty gets hot tonight and decides he wants to do something and trade it, uh, we might not have a second round pick tonight. We we don't know. We have no idea. Um, I stood up for four hours watching the draft last night, thinking we were going to trade back into the first because of a throwaway sentence he said at the end of the press conference yesterday after they drafted Bryce Young. So if they do draft at thirty nine, uh, Jonathan Stewart's supposed to be the one presenting it. It's supposed to be players tonight uh, for the second round. That'll become like former players. So. Uh, We don't know if we're supposed to break that or not. Stu already said it on the Believe pod last week, so I don't know if it's (laughs) that big of a secret. But uh, check him out tonight, and then we'll have a new episode of Believe in Panthers probably Monday or Tuesday recapping the whole draft. Uh, You can get that right here on uh, Tobacco Road Sports Radio YouTube channel or uh, Believe Podcast.
3: And then I'll have the Cat Cave with Ryan Frick either Tuesday or Wednesday of next week. I have a drop the Mike Wrestling Podcast Wednesday. Out of pocket every Friday at four. If you loved any of this and this was a great hour of sports radio, you can go subscribe to the Tobacco Road Sports Radio Channel so you don't miss any of that. But we got yeah here. We're we're at the hour. Thank you guys so much for supporting. Thank you so much for tuning in. We will see all these guys back on Out of Pocket soon. Everyone have a great night tonight. Enjoy the NFL Draft, WWE Draft. It's been Michael Davis with Out of Pocket. The Back Road Sports Radio WWBG, 1470 AM. Everybody, continue your great TGI Friday.